You're listening live via the World Wide Web and podcasting technology to the Dynamic Draft Duos 2020 NFL Draft Preview. This is Jason Kurtz along with Chris Page. Chris, how are you doing today? Doing great. Excited to be Excited to be here talking football. Yeah, not much sports going on, so it's a miracle that the uh, the draft is upon us, just 72 hours away, literally almost to the minute. Uh, what are your thoughts as we get close to this? Um, it'll be interesting to see how the technology works out, see if there are any glitches with that or any uh, mess-ups. Yeah, it should be uh, interesting. You can't help when you think uh, glitches, almost think back, what was it, like early 2000s, I think 2003, when the Vikings couldn't even get their piece of paper up to the commissioner and had two teams go in front of them. But uh, hopefully we won't have any technical glitches that uh, result in something like this, although could make trades pretty challenging this year. Yes, I agree with that. Yeah. Well, Chris, this is your and mine first NFL Draft Podcast, why don't you uh, give our many, many listeners a little (laughs) background on why we're here together and uh, how it all got started in terms of you and I and Draft Talk? Well, I think we've known each other since 1981 uh, when our fathers worked together in the cruise industry in Miami and right away learned pretty quick that we were both really big football fans at that time. Um, long before the draft was really anything I think anybody paid attention to. Um, just beginning then, maybe, because I think, remember, when I moved to Florida in 1981 was my first exposure to having cable TV and having ESPN. (laughs) That was a big accomplishment for me as well when we moved to Miami. Yes. A big change. So, and I think it was just around that time when I mean, I think my first real memories of the draft were back in the 70s, just knowing, uh, because of course being a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, we always had the first pick, so you always (laughs) knew when you were selecting, and uh, I wanted them to pick Tony Dorsett instead of Ricky Bell, because I was a huge Pitt fan at that point, he was just so awesome. Ricky Bell had a couple great years, but uh, and sadly had a very tragic ending to his career, but... um, Tony Dorsett definitely wanted to have a much better, long and amazing career. Yeah, I you know some of my early draft memories before we even get into specific moments. Uh, more about you and I, uh, and you can hear a dog walking past the house here in this uh, great technology studio we've got. Uh, <laughs> was you know maybe one of us might have uh, faked a cold or being sick and uh, uh, you know stayed home to watch the draft and the other one uh, was calling from a payphone from school to find out what was going on. That is true. And uh, I think that was actually the draft that's chronicled in that 30 for 30, the Elway to Marino. Right. That's Which right. Was, if you're going to pick a draft to stay home, that's a good draft to stay home for. Yeah, and I can remember being at my high school, every, in between every class, I would run to the payphone with my pocket full of with dimes or quarters, whatever it was back then, and uh, uh, I would call you uh, at home. There were no cell phones, obviously, then. And I would have like 10 or 20 people gathered around me and I would just announce every pick that you had jotted down <laughs> between then. I felt like the commissioner reading it out to everybody. Yep. So it was yep. uh, it was quite fun. Definitely different times with technology, that's for sure. Absolutely. You know, when I think back about the draft, I uh, 
I have lots of favorite memories. One is, of course, you know, for us draft gurus like you and I, the legendary Mel Kuyper uh, announcing on the air after the Jets took Jeff Lagerman that they had no idea of the concept of what the NFL draft was all about. <laughs> uh, it may have been a, a collection of errors for the Jets over, over the years. Ken O'Brien, yep. Jeff Lagerman certainly drove their fans crazy. What about you? Taking and the five, taking Kyle Brady instead of the Bucks getting Warren Sapp. That worked out well for me. Yeah. Well, there was a more recent Bucks one that uh, is a Bucks fan. You know, Chris is a huge Tampa Bay Bucks fan. That you know wasn't one of the more shiny moments of the NFL draft, and that was taking the legendary kicker Aguayo in the second round. Oh, a couple of years and ago. trading up, trading up for him. Oh, that was painful. That was a very, very Buccaneers esque move. Yes, uh, it's just uh, it's been it's been years of pain and agony, but uh, <laughs> that was that was one of the worst because he would have easily been there, whatever their next pick would have been, and, and probably uh, the next one after that. And or I don't the next think anybody, <laughs> nobody from that draft year is on the team. That's the first. That's when they picked Hargraves as the first round pick, and uh. that was just a bad year. So hopefully, hopefully this year will be good because hopefully there'll be some football because with them getting Tom Brady, I'm really excited to see what they can do. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I can remember you, is for the for the listeners out there. I grew up a pretty diehard cowboy fan, and you know one of my favorite drafts. Uh, having grown up in South Florida in Miami, growing up watching the U was having the Cowboys pick Michael Irvin. I remember yeah. thinking my favorite player from Miami. Exactly. You know, I wasn't a Miami fan growing up. I'm a lifelong Texas Longhorn fan, but you couldn't help appreciate the the talent, the passion, the energy, the leadership. Um, that Irvin brought. He wasn't the biggest, he wasn't the fastest, but man, no one outworked him or gave more. And when the Cowboys drafted him, it was just like a pick made in heaven. I could not have been more thrilled. <laughs> so, well, Chris, before we get into doing our mock draft here, um, any, you know, how do you think, how do you like to think about the draft? You know, there's been lots of theories over the years of taking the best player available or taking best, you know, best fit for the need or... I mean, I think the hardest the hardest thing is they're going to be trades. Right. Yeah, there are definitely going to be, there are always trades, and it seems historical, or at least recently historically, you've had to you've had to trade up to get a good quarterback. Right. And um, you know, so we'll see if this year is different because the injury stuff with Tua and Herbert probably not being quite to that super elite level. Um, but you know, we'll see. That's, I'm sure there'll be at least five, six, seven trades as there always are. Yeah. Um, you know, outside of that, you know, I looked at this, you know, just based on, I guess, what everybody does, which is what teams needed and best fit for those needs where they are. And, yeah. Well, um, I'm, you made a great point about quarterbacks and how everybody needs a quarterback. And I think that's been a big evolution of the draft over the years is the importance of the quarterback and how people tend to overvalue. But I think I'm a big believer, again, as a Cowboys fan, I look back into the late 80s and early 90s, if you remember, you know, they drafted Irvin one year and then Troy Aikman with the number one pick the next year. And yep. then I think when you make an investment in a quarterback like that, you've got to surround them with a great offensive line and great weapons. So in the same year they took Aikman, they followed it up with two offensive linemen who uh, were stalwarts on the line for years. And of course, Moose Johnston, who was their fullback. Yep. And then the next year they followed it up with Emmett Smith. So then you had Irvin, Aikman, Smith, and an, a bunch of linemen uh, to protect Aitman and, and open up holes for Emmett Smith. And I think 
when I look at the last few drafts, I see people reach, you know, getting quarterbacks, but they're not always putting the right people around them. And I think that's, you know, as we go through the mock draft today, I'll certainly be thinking about that model and, and how some of the teams can apply it. Yep. That makes sense. Completely yeah. sense. Yeah. Well, um, I guess the one last note before uh, we jump into the mock draft here is, you know, I can't help but uh, note, you know, as we, you were talking about the history of the draft and, you know, certainly you and then hopefully both of us were kind of early adopters on watching the draft on TV. Uh, I've never made it to one in person, but uh, and obviously they held it in New York for many, many years. But I think the explosion in the draft's popularity has has not surprisingly coincided with taking the draft on the road, whether it be yep. Philly, Chicago, Nashville, supposed to be Vegas this year, obviously, but that won't happen. But to see literally hundreds of thousands of people come out uh, to watch the draft live, and now this year we have the exact opposite of that, which is a virtual draft where no one will be together, and I bet it will be the highest rating in the history of the NFL draft just because there's nothing else to watch. So I agree. I was thinking about that earlier. This is going to be a advertiser's dream because uh every even the most casual of football fans will view this as an opportunity to 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 get connected again to something and um i think it's going to set records in terms of numbers for sure no doubt about that got it well let's jump into it i think from a format perspective what we're going to do is we're going to go one through 32 and uh, we're going to talk through each team kind of uh, and make a pick. And we'll talk through um, what each of us thinks and we'll uh, come to consensus and we'll make a pick uh, for each team. Now, we obviously will talk to the fact that a team might make a trade. But I think for the sake of keeping it as clean as possible, we'll just assume no trades, uh, even though they're obviously, to Chris's point earlier, will be numerous trades as there always are but uh let's kick it off with probably one of the easier picks uh of the day uh and that's the Bengals. chris is there any chance they don't go joe burrow well it's always the Bengals. So there's, always, <laughs> there's always a chance but um but i think there's no doubt i mean um they need a quarterback he's yeah, the, the, the season he had last year was just absurd and um, he's definitely someone you can build a franchise around, both in terms of his skill set and his personality. So, yeah, it would take the Bungles to screw this up, I think, or maybe the Jets. But uh, I don't see uh, any way that they could possibly do it. I think, uh, yeah. I think it's Burrow. I think it's so clean cut that uh, anything other than that would uh, maybe create uh, riots in Ohio. So uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's give the Bengals Joe Burrow and. Uh, move on to the Redskins, who have been really quiet um, on the draft front, kind of leading up to it. Um, Ron Rivera, obviously their new coach, obviously more of a defensive guy known for DL, and of course he was a linebacker. Um, You know, they could go quarterback like Arizona just did with back-to-back number ones because there's some skepticism on Haskins around the league. Uh, But you got to think they would have already traded Haskins if they were going to do that. What are your thoughts? Where where do you see yeah, the biggest I think, opportunity? I think they're definitely going to take Chase Young. I think that um, I think Redskins fans would wish they could trade Dan Snyder for a pick, but um, <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. But I think you know I think Rivera is going to want to build it around the defense. This will give him a chance to have a really a really good defense. They already have a decent young defensive line. They've drafted decently the last few years. Um, you know, they have a lot of good young talent on the offensive side of the ball. We'll see if Haskins can put it together. 
Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I just think Ron's going to want to build him. Maybe then he brings in Cam after the draft. Who knows? That would be interesting. He's he's available, as we all yep. know. Uh, I agree. I, I mean, Rivera's a defensive guy, and as much as I'd love to surround Haskins with more, uh, I don't think I think Chase Young's after Burroughs the next clearly the next best player and the best defender, and so I don't see how you can give it up. And certainly Rivera has a history of drafting defensive linemen and, and front seven, so I think that's kind of a, a no brainer there. Um, that brings us to the Lions. Who have been pretty active? They, you know, a lot of people have pointed to them as a trade candidate. Um, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, I think that's the. Is this the first? You know, is this the place where somebody jumps up to try to grab a quarterback? Yeah, um, I think that's the question. You know, is there somebody that's worth jumping up to grab? Um, do the Lions have their thoughts? You know, their their mindset on a player that they don't want to take the risk of not getting? Yeah. Um, so operating from the, you know, what we said, you know, staying there, you know, they lost Darius Slay and they need somebody to replace him. Jeff Akuda, I think is the logical pick there. Yeah. I think I wouldn't be surprised at all if there's a trade down here. I think the Lions could trade down a few spots and still get Akuda and get some draft yeah, capital. So this one makes a ton of sense. And you're right. Absolute biggest need there is cornerback. Uh, I don't think, uh, um, Desmond Trufant is going to uh, make up for uh, Slay's departure, and so uh, I think Akuda is the pick here. So uh, uh, we are in uh, complete uh, lockstep agreement here on uh, on Detroit. Next on the clock, I think is one that gets interesting, and that's uh, and that's the Giants. Um, Dave Gettleman, the general manager's known to go big and and like big big linemen, but offense and defense, and then you've got. You know, the new coach and Joe Judge, um, who interestingly worked for both Bill Belichick and Nick Saban, um, you know, they took uh, they took their quarterback last year and uh, certainly don't have a lot of lot to protect him with or or weapons other than Saquon Barkley. What are you what are your thoughts here? Well, I'm going to cheat a little because it's kind of what we talked about beforehand. I think that. Um I, I think they're going to take Wills. You know, I think they're going to take offensive linemen. They need to, you know, they're so invested in Saquon. They're so invested in Jones. They've got to give them, it's kind of what you talked about with the Cowboys before. You know, this is the third piece that they need is, is to start building the foundation around those guys. Yeah. I think that, I, I agree. I think, you know, they've had offensive line issues for years. They've tried to address them in free agency. I'd say that's been a, you know, mediocre at best result coming out of that. Um, you've got to build that up. You know, you've got to invest some draft capital. You've got to keep your quarterback upright and pave some holes for Barkley so he's not getting hit three yards in the backfield on, or having to make a move three yards in the backfield every time. And yeah. I think the connection to Saban, uh, you know, if anyone's going to have good insight into Wills, it's going to be Joe Judge and his connection with Saban. So yeah. uh, I think that's the pick here. Um, that gets us to the Miami Dolphins, uh, are, uh, both of us from South Florida, but neither one of us, uh, are Dolphin fans, but you certainly got to have the, the local scoop. Are they, they were tanking for Tua in 2019. Here he is. They might've achieved their goal. Yeah. I mean, what's the, what's the word? What, What are you hearing down in South Florida? Um, are they worried about Tua? Is all this smokescreen? What's the story? 
I mean, my friends that are Dolphin fans want them to take the sane ones. Want them to take two. Yeah. Um, you know, if he wasn't injured, I know that's a big if, but if he wasn't injured, we wouldn't even be talking about it. You yeah. Know, he's, he's an incredible football player. And the Dolphins, you know, ever since Marino have been trying to fill that spot with somebody that can be a, a franchise decade-long quarterback. Yeah. And Tua, I think, could be that guy. Yeah. Uh, I agree. I think, you know, he doesn't get hurt trying to extend a play against, was it, Mississippi State. He's, yep. He, you know, Alabama's in the playoffs probably, and um, he's number one or number two. I don't think there's any question. And yep. when everyone just calls you by your first name, Tua, uh, you know, you're kind of a right. already. So uh, uh, I think he fits right in and uh, is absolutely a fit with what the Dolphins need. So, uh um, I, I think that's uh, I think that's the pick here. Next up is uh, the L.A. Chargers. Um, you know they got Tyrod Taylor as their quarterback, uh, yep, but they've got a lot of needs. Question. They got a lot of needs here. They've got line needs. They've got uh, you know maybe a running back with Melvin Gordon gone. Like what? Where? What are your thoughts here on this one? I mean, I guess the question for them is is. Do they see Tyrod as an answer for a year? Do they see him as an answer, or do they see him as competition for a rookie? Right. Um, you know, they could definitely take Isaiah Simmons here. You know, but I think again, um, they're going to take they're going to take a quarterback. And I think they're going to take Justin Herbert. And I could think they're going to. See if Tyrod buys them a year. They can get him a year in the system, get him a year acclimated to the speed of the NFL, and see if he can make the adjustments. Yeah, I think uh, I agree with you. I don't think Tyrod, anybody thinks Tyrod Taylor is the long-term answer. And I think uh, the Chargers have suffered from pretty much the worst attendance in the NFL uh, and moving into a new stadium, yeah, it's really uh, they've got to sell some season tickets. And yeah. I don't think an offensive lineman blocking for Tyrod Taylor is going to sell season tickets. I think there's got to be some hope at the quarterback position, and that leads you to uh, uh, Love or Herbert. And I and I think it's Herbert. I think he's the you know he he reminds me more of Philip Rivers just from a style and size yeah. perspective. Um, and I think they. Obviously, had a lot of success which, with Rivers. Which caused one of my really good friends, who's a huge Chargers fan, to wince. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest difference, probably, between Herbert and Philip Rivers is I'm not sure Herbert will be as prolific having kids as uh, Philip Rivers has been. Yeah, that would <laughs> I, that would be an accomplishment. Exactly. That would be quite an accomplishment. All right, so we'll give them uh, give them their quarterback. There is the yep. uh, is the pick there. All right, next on the board. And I guess just real, I don't see Dolphins and Chargers have to stay put and take their quarterback, right? Neither one. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, Um, that leads us to the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Obviously, new coach and Matt Rule coming over from Baylor. A lot of needs here on defense. Matt Rule, um, you know, obviously did a lot with the Baylor defense. Is known as you know a little bit of a defensive guru. A uh, lot of needs here, obviously, tight end. Uh, probably the biggest hole shoes to fill. Luke Keekley retired. Um, yeah. You know, my sense is, you know, they could go DL. They're all, both of the big defensive linemen are still available. But 
man, oh man, Isaiah Simmons is from like an hour and a half, two hours away, and he slipped down here. What do you think? Are they are they thinking? Yeah, I think they. I think they've got to find somebody to be the leader of that defense. Yeah. And you, um, and you, you know, think, Luke Eakley was that guy. Yeah. And, um, and Isaiah, Isaiah Simmons could be that guy. Yeah. I mean, he can play all over the field. He can be the quarterback of that defense. Yeah. Um, so, so you think him over Derek Brown or Javon Kinlaw? I do. Or Javon Kinlaw here? Yeah. Yeah. I do. I agree. I agree. I think Luke Keekley. I think it's the perfect example of need meeting an amazingly uh, productive player being available at that spot. Yeah. I agree. I don't see how he uh, he gets back. You know, if there can be value at the seven pick, he seems like a pretty good value at the seven yep. pick. So uh, we move over to Arizona, um, and you've got uh, Kyler Murray uh, asking for his old uh, Oklahoma teammate C.D. Lamb to be drafted by uh, by the Cardinals, but. Uh, you know, as much I think as that, that would be just gluttony for the right. receiver. I mean, that'd be just ridiculous. Yeah, uh, after acquiring DeAndre Hopkins, that does seem but like a little bit of a luxury. But maybe they can be lucky enough that uh, the Texans can draft him and trade them, <laughs> trade him to them for like a seventh round pick. Or something. Yeah. Well, as much as a Texas Longhorn fan enjoys watching Kyler Murray get knocked to the ground time after time, <laughs> uh, you know, there's clearly some some needed offensive line, but. Also, my goodness, their defense was horrendous last year. Yeah, uh, really and, and they really need to upgrade that defense. One of the worst in the league. Where do you go here? You could go. You got all I think of the. Derek Brown. You think Derek Brown? You don't think offensive line to protect Kyler? You're going defense. I mean, I, they got to stop. I mean, they couldn't stop anybody. Yeah. yeah. And you know, Kyler being as mobile as he is. Helps, you know, can help you on the O line a little bit. Yeah, and you know, I think I mean Derek Brown's a monster. Yeah, I could see these guys trading down a couple picks because both the defensive linemen are available. Uh, yeah. If they could trade up to someone who maybe wanted to get had a, their eye on a specific offensive tackle or wanted to get Jordan Love, I could see that. Or the I Falcons. Could see, like, I could see the um, the Bucks trading up actually from fourteen. Yeah, you know, and I could also see, um, and I could also see uh, the Jaguars because I know the the Jaguars or the Falcons. Supposedly, the Falcons are like desperate to get C.J. Henderson. Yeah. That's what they're saying. Henderson or Kinlaw, I think. Uh, or if Simmons were to, to drop uh, a little bit more, I think that could be interesting for them. But uh, I, mean, I mean, Arizona's in a good spot because there are you know three really good linemen left there. Yeah. Um, well, let's go Brown. But, we'll give him Derek Brown. I agree. When, yeah. you're, in a, when you're in the division with uh, the Rams, Seahawks, and 49ers, uh, who are all good teams and all teams who you really have an emphasis on running the ball, you've got to be able to stop the run. And they could not do that at all last year. Yeah. Uh, and I think Derek I think Brown the 49ers helped. have like seven running backs on, uh, on their roster. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it will uh, it will kill Kyler Murray, uh, but uh, we'll go ahead and uh, and go uh, Derek Brown for them. That leads us to the Jaguars. Um, uh, you know, 
you got uh, Minshew going in as your quarterback. They claim to to love him. I'm not, yep. not I'm not sure that's the the truth. But they also desperately need a a cornerback. They traded away uh, arguably the best quarterback or one of the best quarterbacks in the league, Jalen Ramsey, last year. Um, they've got holes pretty much everywhere. Defensive line. Their last good defensive lineman is. Asking to be traded. Beautiful feud today with the owner over Twitter. They've got uh, <laughs> offensive line needs. Uh, they got wide receiver needs. This is a team with a lot of holes. A lot uh, of holes. Where Where do you go here? What What are you thinking? I think um, maybe C.J. Henderson here to replace Ramsey. Yeah. Um, you know, a Florida kid. Um, kid that can definitely. Maybe not be quite as effective as Jalen Ramsey, but still can be a number one corner for sure. Yeah. Yeah, he has had a meteoric rise up draft boards over the last couple weeks. Um, I remember him being recruited. Do you? Yeah, it came down to Miami and Florida. Supposedly he was going to sign in Miami, but kind of had a a diva moment at a camp right before signing day. And Miami kind of got on him and he said, screw it, and went to Florida. And, uh, I mean, he's had a really good career. He's, the, the, only, the only knock on him is I'm not sure how willing he is to tackle. Mm. Yep, yep, makes total sense. All right, well, we'll uh, plug the Jags in with C.J. Henderson. Obviously, fills in a huge need. Uh, next up, we have the Cleveland Browns. Um, you know, good wide receivers, good tight end, good running back. Again, uh, lack of protection for an Oklahoma quarterback, Baker Mayfield. Uh, so, uh, uh, the kid does have great commercials though. I love that one where he's wandering yes, he to the bathroom in the stadium. Uh, man, they got every, pretty much every offensive tackle, uh, they could possibly want and here. That, I think they would be very thrilled with this draft board if it shows up when they're picking a ton. Yeah. So who do you like next then? If we're going to, if you're going to go tackle, who do you, who, who do you think's the right fit for them? Well, I think the question is with Beckton is is this questionable drug result? You know, are they going to are they going to hammer him from that, or are they going to leave him alone? If they leave him alone, I mean, he looks like a once in a generation size wise guy that can really move. Well, when you've got uh, character issues all over the team, uh, and and uh, that might not, yeah, it might not be the best match. Yeah. Uh, but you like Becton here. You think he's the I mean, pick. I mean, Andrew Thomas is there, you yeah. know. And Wurtz is there. Wurtz is still here. I mean, it'd probably be worse if you've, I've seen, he seems to be the one going the highest. Yeah. In the draft, mock drafts of people that I respect. All right. Well, let's go with Wurtz then. Let's give uh, Baker Mayfield a little protection. I think, uh, I think he's plug and play. I think he's a starter year yeah. one and, uh, as they tend to say with offensive linemen, a 10-year starter, I think this guy's going to be playing for a, a lot of years there. Um, yep. Next up, the New York Jets. Uh, you know, Just so disappointing there'll be no live audience right. to, <laughs> exactly. to give an immediate, immediate feedback on their pick. Exactly. Well, here <laughs> we go to the Jets, who had their quarterback for a couple years now in Sam Darnold. Uh, you know... Here's another team that could use some weapons around them. Uh, they uh, they obviously have their running back, at least for the moment. And yep. Le'Veon Bell uh, lost their top receiver, Robbie Anderson, to free agency. 
some some more offensive linemen to protect Darnold, some more weapons at wide receiver. You got a lot of choices here. The board has set up pretty nicely for the Jets, I think. Yeah, I mean, I would if if like kind of what you alluded to, it's like you know either a receiver or a line to me, and the best receiver, according to a lot of people, is Jerry Judy, and he's yeah. there. Yeah. Um, and so I would give him to the Jets. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think. Uh, at some point, you've got to give uh, Donald some weapons, uh, and I think again, Jerry Judy's a guy who steps in and uh, is an immediate contributor, much the way I think uh, a couple years ago Calvin Ridley came into the league for the Falcons and contributed right away. I think uh, Judy's, you know, maybe even be more polished than Ridley at this point. So uh, I think that makes a lot of sense. Next, another kid, another kid I remember recruiting, and I mean. The Hurricanes for the last 10 years would be like have the best team ever if they could field all the guys they finished second for. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> well, next up, we've got the Raiders, uh, and this is an interesting one. Uh, you know, much like us, you know, draft, you know, whether it be podcasting or TV gurus, you got Mike Mayock as your GM, who was a TV guru, now turned GM. I don't know, maybe you and I can parlay this into a GM job at some point. <laughs> there we go. The next version of the XFL, XFL 3, we could maybe get a GM role, who knows? Well, I know, I know I have four years of eligibility left. So. There you go, there you go. <laughs> so here's a team, you know, could use a wide receiver as well. Uh, haven't really replaced Amari Cooper. Uh, could certainly use uh, some defense, uh, cornerback, defensive line. Uh, you know, I think Mayock has publicly stated that, you know, he's not sure wide receivers are the best value in the first round, but man, he's got a couple of great options here. Where, yeah. where do you, where do you I, think? I think it's, they're going to channel the ghost of Al Davis. Yeah. And they're going to pick Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs go pure speed. At, at, just, yeah. I think they're just going to go old school out, try to get Cliff Branch. Yeah. <laughs> Bring him back. Yeah, I I would not be surprised to uh, to see that either. So uh, let's give the uh, the Raiders rugs, and I think uh, uh, all this talk about uh, not drafting wide receiver was Mayock trying to be smarter than everybody else. I think that's a no brainer fit there. Um, next to the Forty ers who I think could be disappointed that rugs just went off the board. Uh, uh, this is another one where a lot of talk, a lot of smoke about them trading down. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, they need a wide receiver with Emmanuel Sanders having left. Uh, they've got, you know, some cornerbacks who are aging. Uh, they just traded away one of their, you know, first round defensive linemen uh, into Forrest Buckner. And they pride themselves on defense first and front seven. A lot of options here. They could go wide receiver. They could go cornerback. They could go defensive line you got kinlaw still on the board you've got not you know they're they're probably target on cornerback is gone i think you'd be reaching here but then you also have cd lamb i mean what are your thoughts um i agree with everything you said and i was leaning towards towards kinlaw yeah because of the fact that you know that is their priorities keeping that that front seven as intact as they can you know losing buckner um, I think there's other receivers that they can look towards a little later in the draft. Yeah. Um, you know, but I think that this is a good spot for them to think about, like what you talked about, possibly trading at it because I don't think they have much in the second, third, or fourth round. So that's right. 
that's something, you know, another option for them. But if they stay with the pick, Kinlaw to me makes sense. Yeah. I think they, they're shocked that he's there and they, it's too tempting not to take him, particularly with CJ Henderson gone. Cause I think they need yeah. a cornerback also. Yep. All right. Now you got the Bucks, um, and it's a big year. You got TB12, uh, at least for a couple years here, in theory. You've got some of the best wide receivers. You got a tight end. Could maybe use a running back, could, you know, maybe defensive line. But, man, oh, man, it'd be nice to keep Brady upright. What What, what are you thinking? Yeah, I here? think they got to pick a tackle here. Yeah. I think, you know, one of those, hopefully one of those four guys makes it here. Um, and whoever's left between Andrew Thomas and you got, uh, you got Becton at that point. Yeah, you've got Becton and Thomas, and you even got so Josh think, Jones would, from Houston. I mean, Houston. I guess the question is, you know, do they keep Donovan Smith at left tackle? He's signed for a couple more years. Um, and if that's the case, is Andrew Thomas actually a better right tackle than Becton would be as a right tackle? Right. Um, you know, that's really the question, because that's the position you're going to be plugging somebody into. Um, and so if any of those four guys are left, I'll be happy as a Bucks fan because I think we'll easily be able to address running back in the second round. All right. A lot, a lot a of really fan. good options there. So. Are you taking Thomas or Becton? Which one? Let's go with Andrew Thomas. Yeah, I think that's the safer pick. I think, uh, you know, if you if you had more risk and you were in a rebuilding mode, you take Becton because he could be there for a long, long time and, you know, the ceiling might be a little bit higher, but you've got a window here and you need the sure thing. And I think you just go yep. with Thomas. I think so too. Yeah. All right. Broncos. Uh, you know, I would just be thrilled if this gets to them the way it is. Cause I think they would jump off their computer screens to get, to get CD land. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, desperate for a wide receiver, uh, you know, as much as, you know, it, it never would surprise me if uh, Elway took another quarterback and Jordan Love is sitting here uh, yeah. and has fallen a little bit. But, uh, man, oh, man, if C.D. Lamb was there, I think they're jumping for joy and uh, they grab him in a heartbeat. I, I think that, yeah. that card, if, if you were delivering the card, it'd be up in 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just think, you know, pairing him with uh, Cortland Sutton would just give them a really, really good young pair of receivers. Yeah. Um now we get to the Falcons, and this is an interesting one. You know, we've talked about Dimitrov, their GM, loves trading up. Uh, we've obviously had not play that, and a lot of rumors. And they're not afraid to, you know, they'll move up a couple spots, but they'll also move up all the way to the top like they did to get Julio Jones. Um, but they've also, you know, not been afraid to go off people's boards and have confidence in their own picks um, you know, they took Keanu Neal, who some people considered a second round pick in the first round. Last year, they took Chris Lidstrom, uh, offensive guard, uh, who's some, early in the first round, and some people had him second round. They took McGlinchey, the tackle, in the first at the end of the first round, and traded up to get back into the first round. Um, you know, they they desperately need a cornerback, but C.J. Henderson is gone. They need yep. another defensive lineman, you know, partic- potentially pass rusher. Um, they need some more offensive linemen. They need a linebacker. There's some needs on this team. They're going to need another running back, I think. Um, you know, uh, Chase on is a edge rusher could be interesting. Uh, you know, if you like one of the other defensive ends like uh, Espinessa, 
um, or another cornerback like a Christian Fulton or somebody like that. What What are your thoughts here on the Falcons? I I, I think Chasen. I yeah. think they, you know, they're in a division with Drew Brees and Tom Brady. They need to be able to get to the quarterback. Yeah, I don't um, think this was the guy they it, when they were thinking about trading up or where they would be. No, I, I, I think, think they want CJ Anderson. Yeah, I think that or Kinlaw. Um, and I think standing pat, Jason makes sense. I don't know. You know, everybody always says they're thrilled at the end of the draft. I'm not sure they'd be super thrilled with this if this is how it plays out. Right. Uh, but, uh, uh, and it wouldn't surprise me at all if they went off the board and grabbed someone, you know, surprising at cornerback, uh, or, or something like that. Um, but, uh, we'll, we'll plug them in with Chase on cause I do think they, you know, even with, uh, you know, putting a lot of draft capital in over the years at, uh, and adding Dante Fowler uh, this year as a free agent. You know, they've never been able to generate the pass rush they've wanted. Um, so we'll give them chase on and see uh, see how that plays out. Good. Now, how about them Cowboys? Uh, All right. There they are. Yeah. They also need a cornerback uh, with Byron Jones heading to South Florida. Uh, yep. They need... An offense, some offensive linemen. They're starting to get a little old in the two. Travis Frederick, their longtime center, retired. Uh, they could use some defensive linemen. They could use some safety. What? Any thoughts here? Um, I mean, I think. I mean, I, I, it just seems the one name they keep talking about is that Caesar Ruiz in the yeah. center. Yeah. But maybe not there. Maybe finding a way to trade down a little bit. So yeah. Get him and still get uh, other picks. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see what Alton Smith can do. Yeah. You know, if Alden Smith can keep himself on the straight and narrow, he is, or at least was, an extremely talented player. Yep. Um, and that would solve at least one need on that, you know, from that edge rushing position. Um, if that's the case, then I think they got to get somebody in the, in the second year. Yeah. yeah. I think, you know, they love offensive linemen, and that has really worked well for them. Um, and you got Becton sitting here. Uh, yeah, Josh Jones. You got Josh Jones, and then and then Ruiz is a need. Like if you talk about a need, he fits the need, and they've got yep. a need. Uh, I think uh, I think it's Ruiz. All right, I I support that. Yeah, I think that's such a critical need, um, and I and I do think they could trade down here from this spot uh, and still get them, uh, but uh, I think that's the play. So, uh, now the Dolphins, they got Tua earlier. Uh, yeah, I think they would be shockingly thrilled to have Mackay Becton waiting for them at 18. Yeah, I, I think it's a miracle that, uh, that he slid because of the, the test concerns. Uh, pretty sure the Laramie Tunsil, uh, pick a few years ago, reminds folks that uh the dolphins aren't afraid to to take some risks on on people who are sliding so uh, paid off, paid off yeah. exactly so i don't think we need to waste much time on that one i think they talk about it and then they uh then that becomes the pick uh yeah. raiders back up uh the raiders we got uh rugs uh in, with their first pick of this draft um Still have some needs on at cornerback, defensive line, offensive line. Um, you could see him maybe going cornerback here, uh, but you also got Josh Jones here. 
you got Christian Fulton as a cornerback, AJ Terrell from Clemson. What What are your thoughts? Where Where's your head at for the Raiders? Um, the guy I picked here was uh, Christian Fulton. Christian Fulton. Yeah, just because I think they need help at defensive back. Yeah, um, I think they're they're getting back a safety that they lost last year from what Abrams was his name I think. Yep. From, yes. They're getting him back, so I think they need you know help on the outside, not as much up the middle. Got it. That that makes sense. So let's uh, let's give Fulton uh, uh, LSU adds another player here in the first round. Um, next up. We've got the Jaguars, uh, again, continuing our run of uh, teams picking for the second time. Uh, they got their cornerback earlier in the draft. Um, you know, do they – Jordan Love is still here. Uh, I have. I've been thinking – I was thinking about him being the pick. If they swapped with the Bucks 9 and 14, I was thinking 14 would have been the place for them to take him. You got Jordan Love. Love. You got Josh Jones, an offensive lineman. Uh, you got safeties, linebackers, receivers. I'm... So it's like the question for them again is: Is Gardner Minshew somebody we want to try to build a team around? If I'm their coach, I'm not betting my future on Minshew. I'm yeah, ta- I'm taking Jordan Love here. Yep. What do you think? I would support that. Yep. Yeah. All right, Jordan Love goes off the board. Uh, next up, the Eagles. Uh, desperately in need of wide receiver, someone who can stretch the field. Uh, they they could use some offensive linemen. They're getting a little old, uh, always, but they tend to draft defense, uh, particularly defensive linemen, uh, might be a little early for, uh, Ross Blacklock, uh, or someone like that, uh, a defensive tackle. You do have Josh Jones sitting here and then you got this whole group of receivers, like Justin Jefferson um, and uh, and others, uh, T. I mean, Higgins. It's either Justin Jefferson or Jones. You know, those to me seem like the two best players left, and they both fit needs. Yeah. So where do they go? <laughs> I think uh, if I'm the Eagles, I think I grab the offensive lineman and. Uh, trust that there's going to be enough wide receivers there in the second round because I never thought Jones would still be here. Okay. That makes sense. I think they're surprised at how this plays that played out. So, uh, Vikings, uh, here's a team that also needs a receiver. They just traded away Stefan Diggs. Yep. Uh, they could use a cornerback. That was uh, a good 20 second pick for the bills. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They can <laughs> use some lineman help. Offensive and defensive. Um, where do you where where do you thinking here? You know, I think it's it's the plug and play thing again. They got to replace a receiver. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, then is it Justin Jefferson? Is it T Higgins? Is it somebody else that they like? You know, Brandon Ayuk. You know. Yeah. Um, I guess it depends what kind of receiver they're trying to fit. So. I just didn't think he would still be there at this point, so I would put Justin Jefferson there. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I think uh, you get Justin Jefferson at 22, you're pretty thrilled. Um, yep. Next up, uh, the quarterbackless Patriots. Uh, who, I, who I guarantee will take Jordan Love if he's there. Yeah. You got quarterback needs, you got tight end needs, you got wide receiver needs, you got defensive line and offensive line needs. Uh what are you thinking here? 
I mean, I could see Jake Fromm being a guy that they would want to get. Now, when they would have to get him is the question. Yeah. Seems um, a little early for that. Yeah. So, you know, maybe they trade back a little bit. But yeah. if they stay there, I mean, you know, I think one of the reasons Brady wasn't in a hurry to stay was the abject lack of playmakers they had on offense last Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, they need somebody that can do something with the ball in their hands. Yeah. Um, besides James White. Right. I, um, I think this is a classic trade down. Uh, I think um, the Patriots need players. Uh, they need a bunch of players. Uh, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all if they traded down. Um, you got some good receivers here. If you want to add some playmakers, um you know, I think it's a question of what are you looking for? Uh, you've got, um, uh, my God, you got your pick of guys. You got Chenault, you got Denzel Mims, you got Jalen Rager, uh, you've got T. Higgins still hasn't been drafted. Uh, you really got a lot of great choices here. Uh, if you were going to add a weapon, where, where, where would you add? And is that I where mean, you're I think, sitting? I think any of those. I mean, they could get Brendan Ayuk and have the all Arizona State wide receiver. Yeah, you know, with Nikhil Harry. That's um, true. I'm not sure that that they they would go back to back thinking that was such a great <laughs> pick last year. Um, I don't know, but I, but I think a receiver for them makes a lot of sense. You know, I think that. Or do they take a guy like AJ Espinosa, whatever? You yeah, know, I think he's. He's a Belichick kind of guy. Yeah, he is. He is. Or Zach Bond. Yeah. Even uh, Gross Matos from Penn State's not a – it reminds me of a Belichick kind of guy. Um, yeah. I, I feel like Belichick's going back to defense. As much as I think there are more receivers there, I think it's probably Espinessa or Gross Matos. Um, yeah. And I think I lean towards Gross Matos. I think he's a little more uh, flexible in terms of how you can use him. Uh, and Espinessa had just the terrible combine numbers. Uh, yeah. So, so I, I, I support that. Yeah, Gross Matos. Okay. Yeah. We'll plug it in. But I do think that's a easy spot to see uh, a trade down. It wouldn't wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Saints. Now, here's an interesting one. I think, like – Arguably one of the best rosters in the NFL yeah. uh, could really go in a lot of different directions. Um, what, what are your thoughts here? Um, I think that, you know, just grab somebody that can plug into their defense. Yeah. From um, seven back? Or do they grab a receiver there? They need, you know, they need a second receiver. Well, so. they picked up Emmanuel Sanders, don't forget, as a free Oh, that's team. right. That's right. That's right. Oh, Otherwise... Very old Emmanuel Sanders, but um, I don't know. Do they go wide receiver or do they go like somebody like Patrick Queen? Yeah, I could see Patrick Queen or um, Kenneth Murray. I think both of those would be good picks. Yep. Um, yeah, Kenneth Murray, too. Yeah, let's give him Patrick Queen, the, the, the Louisiana prospect. The hometown connection. Yeah, I think, uh, I think that would be too tempting. And he really came on strong and uh, – the Saints could use a little more help. If they're going to pick someone, it's, let's go defense. Um, next up is the Vikings, where they just took Justin Jefferson. Um, you know, still could use a cornerback, still could use some linemen, offensive and defense. Um, 
you know, I feel like they need to plug in a, a cornerback here, one of the cornerbacks. What are your thoughts? Well, if that's the case, then it could be somebody like Gladney or uh, Trevon Diggs. Yeah. Or, um, who else? AJ Terrell. Yeah. I mean, those are all choices for DVs. Um, you know, Zach Bond. Yep, linebacker. Because uh-huh. they definitely need somebody, people they can plug along there. You know, somebody can rush the passer, somebody can play different positions. Do you think this is a place where Espinosa could go? Or? Yeah, I can see that too, because, um, I mean, they got to replace Everson Griffin. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? I think... As much as I think they need to replace Everson Griffin, I feel like they need a cornerback. I would probably lean towards um, Trayvon Diggs. Okay. Big kid. Knows what it takes to be successful in the NFL. Yep. Uh, although, oh, I'm sorry. Would they take Stefan's brother? That's the funny thing to think. Let's give him to maybe, him. It's too ironic maybe. not to. Yeah. Uh, next up, the Dolphins again. Uh, we've already had a pretty good draft. They've had Becton. Yeah, they got their and, offensive lineman. They got the quarterback. Yeah. Do you go? Do you go receiver here? Do you finally give your defense a chance? Do you go running back? I think you, I, I would take DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift. Yeah. You need a weapon. Need a weapon. He's the best all around back. I wish somehow the Bucks could get him in the second round. Yeah. Yeah, you can't argue with this. And then they're kind of following the Cowboys model with uh, exactly. offensive linemen, a running back, uh, and uh, and a quarterback. And there are going to be plenty of receivers come the second round that they can choose from. So uh, yeah. I think uh, I think that's a good pick. Uh, Seahawks here, again, could use an ed- edge rusher, could use offensive line, could use defensive line. You could argue they could always use another running back or wide receiver. Any thoughts here on the Seahawks? So what about here for AJ Epinesa? Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think he fits what they're trying to do as well. Um, It'll be really interesting to see how he does. This is, you know, kind of the opposite of the the combine warrior who shoots up the draft boards because they have a great combine. He had a disastrous combine uh, and probably would have been a top, maybe top 15 pick. Uh, slide to 27 uh, in our mock draft, so we'll see how that plays out. Uh, next up, the Ravens. Here's another team with a pretty good roster that can be pretty flexible. You could argue linebacker. You could argue offensive line. You could argue edge rusher. You could also argue another wide receiver weapon for uh, for Lamar Jackson. Um, that would be scary. Uh, what are your thoughts here? Um. I think just one more guy for defense, you know, yeah. somebody like Murray. Yeah. Somebody like, um, you know, I think that, um, you know, I still think the defense could be a little bit better, you know, maybe cornerback too, because their guys are getting old. And yeah. Jimmy Smith, is Jimmy Smith even still there? He's still there, I think. Okay. I like the Kenneth Murray. I think he's a... He's a Ravens kind of guy, uh, runs sideline to sideline, big linebacker, can blitz, can stop the run. He's kind of a three-down guy. Uh, I think he uh, he's no Ray Lewis, but uh, he, he's pretty good, pretty good, pretty good linebacker. So I think he makes a lot of sense there. And again, I think the Ravens can come back if they want to get some more toys for Lamar Jackson. You'll have plenty of receivers yep. available in the second round. 
uh, Titans. Um, uh, they lost Conklin, their starting right tackle, uh, so they could u- probably use a tackle, could use some defensive linemen, could use maybe use another wide receiver. Um, what are your thoughts here with the Titans? I mean, I'm, I admit that I, I'm stealing this directly from Kuiper earlier. Um, Marlon Davidson, the defensive tackle from Auburn, seems to be shooting up the draft boards, and yeah. I don't think he's going to make it out of the first round anymore. Yeah. Um, and he would fit that defensive tackle. You know, um, what was the guy they got from Mississippi State last year that came on second half of the year after coming back from an injury? Oh, uh, I know who you're talking. I can't. I'm blanking on his name, but I know exactly. He was there. For... But he played really well, so they could yeah. pair him with, you know, pair him with uh, Davidson. Yeah, makes a ton of sense. Ton of sense. Let's go with that one. Packers on the clock. Uh, man, uh, I have a couple of things. Will they ever uh, get some weapons for Aaron Rodgers? Uh, yeah. Tight end, wide receiver, someone to block for him. But man, oh man, they also need someone who can stop the run uh, as the 49ers absolutely gouge them in the playoffs. Um, wh- what are your thoughts here? I mean, I, I went with the first half of what you were thinking, which is they, they need some, they need other receivers for Rogers. I mean, yeah. Savante Adams and a bunch of scrubs every year. Yeah. Well, uh, you got a lot of choices. You got T. Higgins still, you got Chenault, uh, Mims, Rager. You got choices everywhere. What uh, do you think? Uh, I like the speed of uh, Jalen Rager. I mean, obviously, he torched Texas year after year, so I'm a little biased <laughs> there. Well. Uh, but T. Higgins is tough to tough to to not take in this spot. Uh, yeah, he's tough. Uh, I, I probably lean towards T. Higgins here. What do you think? I, I'm, I support that 100. I think that's a great pick. I think the Packers would be excited if that fell to them. Yeah, um, I know uh, Aaron Rodgers might jump for joy that they actually drafted a receiver. So uh, <laughs> um, be a miracle. Back to the Niners. Uh, who? Uh, who did we have? Kinlaw to that. Yeah, we had Kinlaw. I think they were shocked that. Uh, that he fell. Um, I think they still need a cornerback. I think they could. They need a wide receiver. Uh, That's what I was thinking. Uh, that kid from Arizona State you mentioned earlier, uh, blazing fast, uh, or Chenault from Colorado, also got a lot of speed, as does Jalen Rager. All yeah. of those make a lot of sense, uh, unless you want to go with an A.J. Terrell or uh, – or something I like think, that. I think, gonna, I think they're going to pick a receiver. Yeah. I think they're going to pick a receiver. Which one what of those? What if we go with your terror, Jalen Rager? All right. We'll go with Jalen Rager for the for the Niners here. And that leaves us with the last pick of the first round with the Chiefs, the Super Bowl champions. Um, speed, speed, speed is what they're all about. But probably have some needs on defense. Uh Although the defense came on strong, probably could use a cornerback, probably could use a linebacker, maybe a running back, maybe a little more protection for Mahomes, maybe another toy for Mahomes. What uh, what do you think? I saw some horrifying thing. They're, they were supposedly trying to trade up to get Henry Ruggs. Oh, that would be crazy. <laughs> it would just be ridiculous. Um, but I think that I think you know 
if DeAndre Swift made it here, I think they would take DeAndre Swift. Yeah. Um, but I think in lieu of him being there, you know, probably somebody somebody that can plug in on defense, like a Zach Bond or Xavier um, McKinney the, you know, is still there. Yeah, exactly. One of the cornerbacks that might be still there. Yeah. Or Xavier McKinney the safety, yeah. Yeah, McKinney the safety is Maybe there. Maybe Xavier McKinney. Yeah, I think that'd be a great addition to the defense. I had him going much higher. Yeah, he can play a little corner, you know, maybe slot corner and, and a and a great safety. We'll give him McKinney um uh as their spot. So that wraps up uh the first round. Uh uh I think pretty good uh picks here. How do you how do you feel about this? I think good. It's gonna be uh Makes Thursday even a smidge more exciting. So yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, we just wrapped up the thirty-two picks. Uh, we look forward to Thursday, and then we will come back after Thursday and record a review of the NFL draft and grade ourselves. Here's what you never hear uh, draft prognosticators do: is pick how well they did. Uh, in actually making picks, so we're gonna you can hold us accountable, and we'll uh, we'll see how we did. So, um, Chris, any other parting shots or comments here? Just one quick question: Who's gonna be who is gonna be the highest pick from the Longhorns? Uh, highest pick from the Longhorns. It's one of three. It's either Colin Johnson, receiver, Devin Duvernay, receiver, or Brandon Jones, safety. I lean towards uh, Colin Johnson just. Because the size, uh, the pedigree, his father, Johnny Johnson, was a first-round pick of the Rams, had a, a long, successful career in the NFL. I think he'll end up being the first pick. But unfortunately, I think it could be day three. I don't, I'd be shocked if, if the Longhorns have a pick on day one or two. Yeah, same for me with the Hurricanes. And I think uh, DJ Dallas, the running back, is going to be the best pro. Yeah. Well... That does it for uh, the dynamic draft duo, Triple D. uh, And we look forward to watching along with all of you on uh, Thursday night. Finally, some sports to watch. And uh, we'll be back uh, shortly thereafter to review the draft and, uh, and talk more draft recap. So without further ado, this is Jason Kurtz along with Chris Page. And we'll uh, see you after the draft.